You are now in tune to a 726 studio production. <laughs> yeah, let me stop my shit. Yo, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. Before I get into things with my guests, I want to remind you guys as always to go ahead and press that subscribe button on whatever you're listening to this podcast on. And for those of you that are listening on Apple Podcasts, you know, go ahead and give the podcast a five-star review, you know, nothing less than five. And if you feel like, drop a comment along with it. And if you do so, I will give you a shout out in a future episode whenever I do see the comment. So yeah, you know, help get the podcast out there. Whereas for social media, please feel free to go ahead and follow the Instagram page at underscore planet josh underscore keep you guys in tune into everything that's going on related to the podcast and all that sort of stuff and also go ahead and follow me on twitter at j underscore mamba 97 i will be placing the links in the description to make it easier for you guys to find these accounts whereas for a heads up about this episode you know because of the circumstances and well of course i don't have a studio and well my guests aren't in taiwan you know we have to deal with different variables that may come about which is noise in the background and that sort of stuff and you guys will be lucky to be joined by maybe people talking in the background a little bit nothing too crazy and also a dog here and there and even a bird and a rooster you know getting everyone involved in this episode so yeah let's get into it and time for me to get you guys into the interview so i hope you do enjoy today's guest is a fifth year medical student in cuba and also a YouTuber slash photographer slash so many other things that I can't remember what to list. But yeah, he has all of that going on. He comes from Belmopan, which is the capital of Belize. And well, his name is Daniel Hong. So welcome on to the podcast, Daniel. I'm happy to be here. This is my first time on a, on a podcast. So I don't know, I'm kind of nervous, kind of excited. But yeah, I'm just happy to be here. How's it going? Everything's going all right, you know. Um, I can't complain. Obviously... There, there are things that are, I guess, kind of annoying, um, you know, but I'm alive, you know, I'm breathing. Everything is all right. Everything is cool. School is yeah. back, which is great. So, well, I don't know if school being back is necessarily a good thing, but I guess that's up to you. So, yeah. Well, it's good for me because I'm one step closer to coming back home to Belize. Like, like you said, I'm a fifth year student, so I only have one more year left before okay. I can go home. Graduation. Okay. Makes sense when you put it like that because, well, same for me too, but for me, not in a rush to go home, but yeah. Um, so tell us more about yourself. You know, generally with this question, whenever someone tells me this question, I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like you, I blank out. Like, I like yeah, like tell myself, who, who am I? You've really? known yourself all, <laughs> you know yourself all your life, but when you get hit with that one question, you just don't know what to say. But, but try your best. Okay. Sum it all up. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Hong. I'm a Belizean Taiwanese um, studying in Cuba um, medicine. I'm, I'm in fifth year, so I only have one more year left to go. I'm from Belmopan, um, the capital of Belize. And I, apart from medicine, I really love basically like everything creative you can think about. Music, photography, videography. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I can say about myself, yeah. Tell us more about your Taiwanese side, you know. Have you been to Taiwan? All right. So I was born in Belize, right? But I have Taiwanese parents. So that's what that's where like the Belizean Taiwanese yeah. aspect comes. That's kind of why my English is so well too. <laughs> As opposed to my Mandarin, which is 
it's not where I want it to be. It's better than um, mine, guys. It's better than mine. Yeah. Um, the last time I went to Taiwan is back in 2016. That's like a very long time ago. And the thing is, I've been to Taiwan like when I was a child, right? But obviously, you 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 don't really remember anything. Yeah. And so, like from when I went in 2016, that was when I actually like met a majority of my family in Taiwan and actually remember them <laughs> and not just watch them like in a in a photo or something. That's and that's so like that was nice when you felt like you actually came to Taiwan, no? Like the when you were a kid, just like yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember anything. And the thing is, for some reason, I feel like I did remember something, but I'm not sure if that's because I saw the photos or anything. But like you know, I have visions in my head where it looks as though I'm looking at myself as a baby. I don't know if it was a dream or anything, <laughs> but like I feel like I saw that. And I feel like I still remember that. I don't know. It's weird. Good enough. Good enough. So because your parents are both Taiwanese, what part of Taiwan are they from? Majority of my family is in Taipei, but I have some from my mom's side who I I know more of.、Um, they are in like Gaoshan、okay. area. Wait, is it Gaoshan? I have to get back to you. I'm sadly not good at geography and like knowing the places, but it's somewhere down the south. You know, less city-like, more farm-like. Well, if know, it's I, south, it could be Gaoshan. On behalf、yeah. of Daniel. I apologize to those relatives that are not from Taipei because he doesn't remember where you guys are from. So yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just basically those two places I visited: Taipei and and the other places in the south. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like growing up in Belize as an Asian individual? Well, I feel like growing up like as an Asian individual with like Asian parents as well. It's it's definitely. Like it definitely makes you feel, at least when I was younger, it made me feel different, right? Like I wasn't quite fitting in with everybody, and so yeah, at first it was definitely something that I had to get used to. Which thankfully I've gotten used to it. It's okay, but definitely it came with its pros and cons, right?、Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, pros is you know I'm grateful for the for my Parents' upbringing and like you know the culture and all of that kind of stuff. But the negative part was because you were different. You know there might there might have been some kind of discrimination going on as、yeah. you progress through life. So yeah. So now that you mentioned that, that brings me to my follow up question. Right, I myself have been guilty of this. Like you know we see an Asian person in Belize and we instantly think Chinese, and I think that's just the way it is almost everywhere in the world. People tend to see Asian people and instantly apply China to it, and we act like as if there aren't many other countries in Asia. So yeah, um, I'm just gonna assume you have been considered Chinese before, when in reality your family is Taiwanese. So what was that like? Oh, of course. Um, you know, I think now, right now, I I I kind of have a some understanding as why they would say um that. Like Chinese would be the first thing like on their mind when they see someone Asian looking. Yeah, and like that's because like you see in Belize, percentage wise, there's more Chinese people. So like like statistically, if you said, "Oh, that guy's Chinese," you might be right. You know, you you probably have like ninety、yeah. percent chance of having it. Yeah, chances、right. are higher. Exactly. So 
so that's and I think that's probably the reason like it's more easier to call someone chi Chinese right so like growing up I've had to like I don't know if you could say endure like just people calling me Chino you know or Chinese or yeah. stuff like that um and so I've kind of gotten used to it um even in even in Cuba there's people like it's like a custom thing you know? they don't say Chino yeah they see Asian and right away it's Chinese yeah people and then like my friends will say yeah why, why are you letting them call you that you know you're you're, you're Taiwanese or whatever and I'm like you know I guess I'm numb to it already like I, I'm accepting like okay just just call me whatever yeah <laughs> It's I okay. Mean, it's okay. I know. I know it's, you. Yeah. It's not really okay, but I mean, yeah, definitely. There's people that will get offended, right? Because, like, at least in my eyes, I can I can tell who is a Chinese, Japanese, Korean, like based on how they speak, based on like how they look as well. Yeah. But to others, it's not as clear not cut. That easy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and. I'm not trying to make an excuse for them because, you know, letting them get the pass is the easy way out. But like I said, I have also been kind of ignorant in that sense. Like I remember in maybe high school, I would always go to Independence Park. That's in Bemapan. And on Sundays, I would always play ball with these Asian guys. Why am I doing ear quotes? They are Asian. They guys. can't see it. But they yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, they can't see the ear quotes. But yeah, um, these Asian guys. But I used to always think they were Chinese. And that was until what? What made me realize that they weren't Chinese? Oh, yeah. It's the fact that I came to Taiwan. And I remember like there was this older guy that would always be there. And the reason I knew he was Taiwanese was only because when I got my scholarship and we had to be going to the embassy for different stuff. I was at the Taiwan embassy and I saw him go there. So I'm like, I don't think a Chinese person would be here in the Taiwan embassy. And then it started to make sense. Everything started to make sense because like one of the guys that would be at the courts would be that of, I don't know if you know him, you know Andy? Andy, oh, is it the guy who runs Formosa? Yeah, Andy from Formosa. Yeah, and yeah. Andy used to be one of the guys that was always there. And then now that I look back at it, I'm like, wait, the name of the restaurant is Formosa. Taiwan Formosa. I'm like, oh, now it makes a lot of sense. And then I start connecting all of that. So I'm like, oh, wait, all these guys weren't Chinese. All of them were actually Taiwanese. And it, it takes a, like the average person won't have the chance to differentiate them unless you've been in a situation that you have to differentiate them. Yeah. And that's, that's where the problem lies. But like you said, more often than not, when you take a guess about an Asian person in Belize, there's a high chance that they are Chinese versus yeah. being Taiwanese, you know, so. Yeah, there's not much of us. There's not much of us in in Belize. I feel like there is a community, but I don't. It's not as much as the Chinese, you know. Yeah, for sure. And plus, I think you, Chinese are. And plus, I feel like I feel like another thing that you can say, like this, this might be probably a little bit stereotypical, but hey, like you're saying it, not me. So <laughs> no, so like like most like Chinese people, they would have like. You know the supermarkets they have their little stores that's what i use that's right? what i use yeah stores maybe um restaurants yeah you know like almost all of them i feel like they're run by chinese owners right there's a select few that are taiwanese owned but and let me finish it majority off for you is chinese owned. let me finish yeah. it off for you then and okay. then the taiwanese let me see if i am right then you could correct me if i'm wrong 
more often than not, the Taiwanese would probably have like the cafes and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, like something. I guess yeah, I don't know. I don't know what how to describe it, but yeah, cafes, cafes. Yeah, like um, I I don't know what to like describe more it like either. more. It's like more chill spots. Kinda, yeah, you know. like the spots that you know that aren't the places that people go to that often. If you want to look at it like that, because like with the stores, everyone goes to a store every day. Everyone goes to a restaurant to buy fried chicken or something every day. Whereas with a cafe, it's more like occasional sort of stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that um like that whole block across from the training academy? Police training academy, like, aren't most of them Taiwanese there too? If not all, I think actually. all, right? Yeah, they have a hair salon, they have a like a bakery, a bakery place. They have the um the key store and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and have the cafe that's inside too. Yeah, like you see, souvenir shop. See what I mean? Cafe. It's. I think it's all. All. <laughs> More often than not, and this is for anyone that's listening, Belizean Taiwanese, whoever is listening to this. I think more often than not, if you see a cafe run by an Asian person in Belize, there's a high chance that it's a Taiwanese person. I guess we could say it's safe to say that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and that brings me to an Asian stereotype that Daniel just somewhat kind of ticks the box. And that is like, we tend to look oh. at, we tend to look at Asians as, you know, good grades, might play an instrument. And for those of you that don't know, <laughs> Well, I don't know how many instruments he plays now, but I, to the best of my knowledge, he plays two instruments. Correct me if I'm wrong. Or did you add more to the list? No, it is two instruments. Yes. <laughs> okay. Piano, piano and violin. Piano right, and so violin. Let's talk about that. When did you really start playing music? Well, musical instrument. Well, if I remember correctly, it's probably from from young, like from seven, maybe seven years old. Uh, I remember we took piano classes with, I don't know if you, I, I think you know her, Miss Bonnie. Yeah, I, I took piano classes for a little bit. Yeah. But I, that, that wasn't my thing. So, yeah, I remember, I, I remember seeing you. I remember seeing you. Yeah. So I, I took piano lessons with her. And then later on, like, because the classes are based on the um, ABRSM, like UK type yeah, of like Royal School of grading Music, system. Something like that. Yeah, so grade eight is the highest. After I finished that for piano, my my mom decided you should probably try another instrument, <laughs> right? And then so she 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 let me pick. So I was like, oh, I wonder what I should what I should pick. I said, at first I wanted to do guitar, you know, but right, but but then I was discouraged because my mom was like, you know, people who play guitar usually like usually sing as well, and then you don't really <laughs> like singing. Yeah. I don't like singing. So then I was like, all right, then. And then she, she suggested the violin. So I did that for not too long, though. I didn't finish it. I um, probably oh, did it for one get? or two years. Probably do it one, one to two years before I came to Cuba. And then like I kind of like stopped taking like the classes because of the schooling and all of that. You know what's discouraging people is I remember when I started piano, I remember like Daniel was already a pro, right? And you go up there and you just like, Beethoven or something like that, right? And then um, I'm there just trying to do my little thing. Miss Bunny would probably scold me a lot for not concentrating. But anyways, um, 
And then this guy goes and changes over to violin. I'm like, damn, I'm already here struggling with piano. And this guy's out here about to start a whole other instrument. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, like, like, from, like, at least right now, right? I, I haven't formally played the piano. Like, I, have, I, don't, I don't have access to the, you know, big 88 keys, right? Or, or my violin, right? So I've just been, I, I've just been transitioning from, like, playing these you know, very complicated, like Bach and stuff like that to just, you know, like, like more simpler tunes, right? Because like I transitioned more to like digital music making. Um, okay. I'm not the best at it, but, you know, I'm getting there, I think. I have this um, keyboard right now. Let me show you. All right, see, I, ha I have one of these, right? Okay, okay. That I bought uh, in like 2013, right? It, it has 25 keys. And I just been messing around with that for now. And what's cool about like making music digitally is you can play any instrument with just this. So you can load up a violin if you want and play on this. You can well, load not, it. You can finally play. You can finally play the guitar now. Then. Well, guitar is a funny thing. It doesn't sound realistic with this. <laughs> oh well, never mind then. I guess that, <laughs> that that guitar dream will never happen. Thing is, like a, a lot of music I listen to now, like. I really love acoustic versions of everything. It just sounds good. Like when, when, when the person is strumming the guitar and then like they switch to another key and then like you hear, the, you see this guitar makes a little, the guitar makes a little weird like noise when you switch your hand to something else. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a, you know, like, and that yeah, makes it realistic. I, I, I don't know the, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the right term, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you're strumming, changing keys, it has a weird sound that goes in between. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Well, you know, I just listen to music and that's about it. So um, I can't really um pinpoint the exact song. Kind of reminds me of my roommate because I think he has one of those same um keyboard with the little pad at the top. But yeah. um, sometimes he would explain things to me about music. Like if we listen to a specific beat, he's going to be like, oh, you hear when it something, something. I'm like, what are you talking about? I have yeah, no idea you, what you're yeah. talking about. You hear the bass, you hear the chord progression change. Yeah, all kind of stuff. I'm like, what, 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 what are you talking about, bro? I think that's a problem too. Like, once you're into this, like, music production stuff, you, you, you can't hear music the same way as a normal person. You're like, what drum did they use for that? Like, how did they, what's that swoosh sound? Yeah, you start thinking about all the little instruments that are a part of the beat. Nah, I, I prefer listening to it as a, you know, a regular person. No, but that's good, though. That's good. So, yeah, um, since you mentioned that you stopped the violin because you came, you went to Cuba, let's talk about Cuba. Why did you decide to go there? Well, one of the reasons is probably one, two, I think two reasons, right? I think the first one is because I was always curious about Cuba, right? It was always this place that, you know, it was a, it was a bit mysterious to me at the time. Right. You know, we know some things about it, but we don't really know if you're not like you don't really know unless you're there. And so that yeah. was one curiosity. And two, you know, I wanted I always wanted to study medicine. And it just so happens that Cuba and Belize has this agreement, the scholarship agreement. And so I decided to apply to study medicine there in 2015. And what has that experience been like for you so far? Did you get what you were looking no, no, no. for? <laughs> uh, Cuba is definitely 
it's definitely different, right? Than than Belize, it's different than Taiwan, all right? It has its quirks, and so it's been wild. It's been a it's been, it's been a wild experience. I, I can't even say it, but like I'll be graduating next year, and so like it's it's about time to start like also like reflecting on on all the years that's passed and and stuff okay. like that. So you don't have to go too much into detail, but give us a little pros and cons of being in Cuba that you think are pros and cons. If I had to think of a pro and a con right now, um, pro pro in my opinion would be like how nice the people are, right? Like they're 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 really for the most part. Of course, there are the the few exceptions, yeah. but What's for like- the most part, people people are very welcoming. Before the pandemic, <laughs> you've heard about the like discrimination towards like. Um, Asian people because the virus supposedly originated in China. Yeah. And so like you like Asian people, whether or not you are from or not from China, you are affected by this discrimination, right? So there are there are those select few. But right now it's not as bad. Right now it's it's normal again. It's, it's normal again. So yeah, people are nice. And when it comes to medicine, at least, one of the pros is you like within your seven, six, seven years, right, of your journey, your medical journey, you really get to really just throw yourself into like the the hospital scene and like really interact with your patients and actually like examine them how you like. I, I don't know if it's the same case elsewhere, but I feel like in other parts of the world, you don't have patient contact that early, like in I think as 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 early as second year or yeah second year or third year you're already really oh. just in in with your patients you're talking to your patients you're examining your patients from second and third year right and onward basically I'm not sure if that's the same case with other parts of the world but yeah I like that like practical aspect yeah hands on experience and you, and you yeah and you really get that here right cons would have to be like something like well. For me, the main thing is food, right? Like I miss Belizean food, right? I miss Mexican food. I miss the tacos, the salutes, the meat pie, the the, no, the black dinner. Yeah, don't listen exactly. too much, right? Because then I start get hungry, and then I have no access to that kind of food as well. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like no, because when I when I came to Cuba, right, knowing that Cuba is a Spanish-speaking country. Uh, one would expect it to have, you know, like Mexican-like food. Yeah, that that kind of food. Apparently, because Cuba is more like, like has more relations to, to Spain, like eastern side of the world. Um, there's some food choices and like food customs that are completely different from Mexico and all Latin America. For example, what is a tortilla to you? Um, you know, circular might be made out of uh-huh. flour, might be made out of corn. Okay. I don't know how to describe a tortilla other than showing someone a picture of it. Yeah, it's like a circular, flat flour or corn thing. Right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, in Cuba, a tortilla is a fried egg. All right, hold up, a fried egg. No. Yes. I go to a restaurant and I tell him, "Quiero un 
una tortilla and I get a fried egg. Now imagine, exactly. imagine you go there and yeah. you order eggs with tortillas. So you're just going to get eggs with eggs. So I remember when I first came to Cuba and they had this food stall, you know, so like the group that I came with, we decided to get something to eat. They were on the menu. It was pan con tortilla, right? Pan is bread and tortilla, we thought, was our bread tortilla. tortilla. You know? Yeah. So we're like, how is bread and a flour tortilla inside of it? What is that? But, and that's when we learned that pan con tortilla is fried egg and bread, you know, bread with fried egg inside. And like I had a, I have a, I have a friend from Spain too, right? She's half Spain, half Cuban, and she told me in Spain it's just like that. Tortilla is fried egg, so that's one of the big like shifts you have to do. Because here you don't have, you don't have the Mexican style food that you probably would want. Um, of course, there's places that sell like tacos and stuff, but it's not as frequent and it runs out very fast. Oh, another another culinary shift that could be a con for me is Cubans don't like pepper. They 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 can't take pepper. What? Right? Yes. Even black pe- black pepper, which is not pepper, is too much for them. It's too much. Like they would they'll not eat your food if you cook with any form of spice, even if it's a little bit. That's they, crazy. They they can't take it. And I love pepper so yeah so a lot of the food here don't have you know that punch that you know, that Marie Sharp's punch. So I always yeah, have to bring some Marie sauce. Sharp. Yeah. I, I heard they started selling Marie Sharp's in Taiwan, though. Well, they've actually been selling it for a while now, but I think they're supposed to start having it in specific grocery stores. I think Carrefour. I'm not 100% sure, but I checked last week. I forgot to check when I went like a couple days ago. But I think it should be yeah. earlier sometime soon, which would be good. I mean, you could easily order it online on Shopee, but, you know, it's easier when you're already out buying groceries to just pick it up there as well. So yeah, they, they need to do that too. They, they to need to do that with Cuba. Yeah, they send Marie Sharps to Cuba. I'd buy it. <laughs> fingers crossed, fingers crossed. I didn't hear you mention this as a con, but what has it been like, you know, adjusting to the whole Spanish-speaking experience? Thing is, I feel like, Coming from like Belize, which is kind of kind of like surrounded, you know, by by Spanish speaking countries, and yeah. and they teach Spanish to us in school, right? I've always had like a little ability, right, to speak Spanish, but it wasn't until I came to Cuba where you actually had to use it, right, full time. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> and, you guys learn in Spanish, right? Exactly, everything is in Spanish. No, nothing is in English. Before I came to Cuba, I don't know if you know the. Venezuelan embassy, right, in, in Belmopan. Um, it's like, you see the governor general fancy area. It's like one of the houses opposite, I believe. Somewhere going down. Oh, 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 yeah. okay. I think I know. I think I know. I have an idea. Yeah, yeah. So they had like Spanish classes that you could go to for like for free. So yeah. I did some of those before. And I also went to Guatemala uh, with, a, with a group of other um, Taiwanese, right? to study Spanish solely for, I think, a month or two. No, just a month, just a month. And like the school, I think it's called Tecum Uman. They put you into a Spanish-speaking family, right? They, they pair you up with a family and you live with them. So you're forced to speak Spanish <laughs> with them too. 
So it was a nice experience learning, interacting with the family, and just like traveling as well when, when, you, when you could have done that. <laughs> yeah, when that was a thing. Yeah. And so like all of these stuff kind of made me pretty much, I guess, prepared for Cuba. So it wasn't bad. Oh, but wait, but wait. Cubans don't speak, well, they speak Spanish, right? But they speak it in their own way, their own dialect. And that was one of the things that was probably possibly a con and like had to adjust to it. Uh, they don't pronounce certain letters. So they drop the S, I think. They drop the, I don't know what other letters, but they drop letters. So like instead of pescado, right? Pescado is fish. They would say, they would say pecao. Yeah, so like they, they took off the D, they took off the S. <laughs> they, just, they just made a whole new word. Simplized. Exactly. Exactly. And Cubans, Cubans speak very fast too. So like, like let's say you you go to Chetamal, right? And you, you you feel like, oh, your Spanish is so great. You can understand everything. You can speak it. Everything's cool. Once you reach Cuba, Cuba, you'll feel like you don't know any Spanish. <laughs> but is it the same in the classrooms? Well, the, the professors, they... They try because they know we're kind of like foreign students. They try to speak a little bit slower, you know, a little bit more articulate. So it's not as bad. But once you're out on the streets, it's a whole nother um, ball game. You're on your own then. <laughs> yeah. And so, so like sometimes they'll, they'll speak to me and like, I can't catch the whole sentence, but I, I catch some pieces of the word and you have to fit it together. Like, oh. As long as you can make sense out of it, you're good. Yeah. It's not, not, it's not bad now. If you don't understand it at this point, you'll never understand it at all. So um, while you're in Cuba, you started doing, you know, YouTube videos and that sort of stuff. You got into YouTubing, if you want to put it like that. What really inspired you to do so? You know, I, I've been like, I've been doing YouTube from 2010, you know, 2010. I actually had a channel with like just me playing piano. Um, that channel, the, the channel no longer exists, but I have all the videos. But Damn, 2010, I was what, like second form? Yeah, 2010 with my, with a five megapixel camera. It's a point and shoot. It was like the best at the time, you know? No, no, that's <laughs> super fuzzy. Yeah. So I started then, I stopped because I, you know, I wasn't into it. I, I kind of wish I was into it and didn't put it off because that would have been a lot of like, you know, a lot of memories and stuff like that. In 2016, I made another YouTube account. And again, I did nothing with it. It stayed dormant until 2019, August. That's when I decided to publish my first video, which is like, yeah, the intro video. And it happened because I was like, I had a lot of motivation, like from, from some friends, right? They're like, why don't you start, start a YouTube channel, right? Because before that, I don't know if you remember, because we were in the same class in high school and things. Only for like first like, form, I think. Yeah, only first form. But like, I don't know if you've seen me like just like taking pictures or like just documenting with a camera. I think like for, during like special events, like I would like take pictures. I think for the graduation too, I took some photos and I, I made a little video. Oh, I think. Like a end of year video type of thing. I remember think- I remember three, three, three Business had one. I think I, I made one for Three Business. Yeah, I think, I think. well, for Business technically. Oh, sorry, um, for business. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. I think you made one because I saw a Facebook memory not too long ago that you posted like a screenshot. I think that you found. Yeah. Yeah. Like 
like back then when Facebook was popular and people actually used it and posted yeah. everything on it. Yeah, I remember like before I came to Cuba, which is like 2012, 2013, 2014, I would take every picture that I took and just upload them to Facebook. That was just what, what I did. <laughs> and so like early on, I found out that I, you know, I actually like this stuff. I like this photography. I like making videos and things. And so all of that just ultimately led to on 2019, I got pushed over the edge, you know, pushed over the edge and finally started it. And apart from that being a reason, right? Another reason I started it was because I wanted to be known, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. I wanted to break and I also wanted to break out of my shell, right? Because I, I was an introvert. I was a very quiet person. Yeah, right? super quiet, guys. I, I, can, I can attest to this for sure. Yeah, so quite person. I also love watching like these people on YouTube. They just seem so cool and thing, right? So I was like, hey, why not do YouTube to you know break out of my shell, get known, right? So like, hey, people hail me on the street and think, oh, you know, hail them back. <laughs> uh, that was that was one part, right? Another part was because when you're making a channel, you you kind of wanna serve like some sort of audience. And so I was like, I was thinking, what, what, what could I do to, to help people out? And one of the things that I've chosen to do was like make content about Cuba, because I know at least when I started out, there was like no information, not much information on YouTube about actual like mundane and, and everyday life. Yeah, you only see the touristy side of it. Exactly. And... Yeah, I didn't have anybody like I didn't have anybody that I knew at the time also like that went to Cuba. So I didn't have much to ask. And so I decided to make my channel about that. Right. So that's what I do now. I make videos about Cuba and like just stuff that I'm doing. I feel like documenting life is something I wish I had started sooner. Yeah, it's always nice to look back at it, you know, years down the road. What's your plans, you know, for the future? You know, with the whole studying medicine and having a YouTube channel and all that stuff. All right, then. So definitely the YouTube channel is not going anywhere. Um, I'm not sure how I will or if I will have time to balance everything, but I do plan to continue being a doctor, at least for, for some time, right? But also keep the YouTube channel up and like keep creating content. I won't be able to talk about Cuba forever. For the most part, I'll try to mix medicine into my YouTube channel and hopefully let that grow and, you know, become, you know, rich enough to hire people to do that on the side for me. It's going to be wild. I also want to start like podcasting, but I don't have time for that right now. <laughs> All right. So um, if you I'll become, leave that to you. If you become rich enough to do this, um, do it on the side and hire people, you could give a little money to sponsor the podcast, you know? So I could, of course, of so, I, course. so I could own my own equipment instead of using borrowed goods. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. That's like one of the goals. Like for me, I want. Okay, I'm just gonna say it out. Um, right, you gotta manifest it, right? Yeah, I want to be at a point in life where I can do philanthropical things. I don't know if that's a word. Help people out, like have enough for me, but also be able to do stuff to help people out too like whether that be like scholarships or like different programs and stuff like that you know to give back so that's definitely what where i the ultimate goal of where i want to reach i guess it's just you know we have to wait we have to wait we have to see yeah wait and see 
All right. So, Daniel, before we wrap things up, I have some quick fire questions for you. Oh, gosh. I feel like all these are quick fire questions. I mean, well, these, <laughs> well if, if all were quick fire, well, these are flash fire. All right. So, the first one. Which one was a more enjoyable experience for you? I know you only did violin for a much lesser time, but piano or violin? Hmm. Boy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the violin is definitely more fun. And I like how portable it is, right? I don't hate the piano, but the violin is more fun. <laughs> All it's <right>. more cool. <laughs> Your secret's safe with me and everyone that listens to Planet Josh. Um, most memorable moment from your time in Cuba so far? I don't think I could choose one, um, but I'll just like generalize it. Whenever I'm traveling around Cuba and just like experiencing Cuba as it is and like interacting with the people and the environment and all that, that counts as something memorable to me. And so like just memories while traveling around Cuba, which it's like more cherished now than ever because it's harder to travel now so you have yeah. those memories with you from from the past you know from, right, we'll, from better times we'll better take times. that one we'll take that one this one is in regards to you know being both belizean and taiwanese you know background and stuff what is your favorite belizean dish and what is your favorite taiwanese dish one of each okay okay so my, my favorite Belize dish has to be black dinner or relleno. I just love, you know, like a nice hot soup-like thing. So definitely that. Thing is, close seconds have to be meat pies. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> all right, yeah. Meat pies. Almost there. And, almost got first place. And then Taiwanese. I like all Belizean food. But yeah, facts. I, I, I would like a relleno when I get back. Okay. Yeah. And Taiwanese food, I got to go with chow mein, right? I'm, I'm a pasta lover, so... Close enough. Anything that has to be pasta is up my alley. So chow mein, any type of chow mein, just... Technically, you're not Taiwanese then, bro. Because there's only one right answer to this. You know, I found a better answer. <laughs> I love, like, a, a Taiwanese dish that I love is something called baozi. I don't know if you know that. Y- you should know that. I probably maybe had it. I don't even know, or, but I have to see a or, picture of it. Yeah, baozi or manto. Let me just describe it. It's like a bun-looking thing. It's like bread, but it's white, right? And it has... Manto doesn't have any filling inside, right? So you cut it up and you put your own thing. But baozi has stuff inside, you know, like vegetables, meat, and all that. So, yeah. Probably. You've definitely eaten it before, man. Yeah, for sure. If you haven't, you're doing something wrong. And last but not least, your favorite quote. Uh... One of my favorite quotes definitely, definitely has to be um, the one from Steve Jobs, the most famous one. Um, it goes kind of like this. Um, those who think, yeah, those who think that they are crazy enough to change the world are the ones who do. I, I think that's how it goes. Hey, <laughs> On top of my head. I think that's more or less the, the gist behind it. So yeah, good, good enough. But yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. a solid one. Yeah, don't don't try to hold yourself back. Just if you think different, if you do different, that's a good thing too. Yeah, go crazy. Go crazy in the yeah. right way. Um, yeah. okay, so before you go, tell us where we can find you on social media or whatever.
places you want them to find you on? Of course, YouTube and that sort of stuff. Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, right? At your boy TGD. And you can also check out my YouTube channel, which is actually youtube.com slash Daniel Hum. Okay. Yeah. And if you guys are lazy to type, I will be placing the links in the description. So it's just one click away. And well, yeah, that's about it. Thank you for taking your time out to, you know, join me today for this episode. I'm, 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 I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm, I'm not sure how well I did, but... did pretty good, man. You did pretty good. It's a good. start. It's a start, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Don't let this podcast die. Planet no, Josh. no, 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 no. Planet will survive. Yeah. All right. Well, I will catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.